So, what uh, thoughts this evening? Any questions? Yes, Kundanam. I was wondering, last night you were talking about uh, the reason people go to Vecna is because it's easy, they want liberation. And um, I was wondering, as far as Prahlad Maharaj goes, or using him as an example, he he didn't want liberation, he just wanted to love God. But it was Nishingadev who was an expansion of Vishnu. So I was wondering, um, you were saying how like people who like under the call of Lord Chaitanya, they go, they go to, they become part of this lila um, if they if they're just following uh, the Mahamantra for the Yuga Dharma reasons. So it's just wondering also like where Pallad Maharaj goes. That makes any sense. Yeah. Well, first of all. Um, it's not that people um, uh, decide to go to Baikunda because it's easy or something like that, but it's it's um, there's less involved in going to Baikunta than there is to Golok. Hmm? Same time, it's said that one will progress faster on the Rog Marg than on the Baiti Marg. Hmm? So you have to balance those two things out. Hmm? Um, but to be fully eligible to tread the Ragmarg, then um, it's said that the eligibility, the spiritual greed, if you will, greed is a word um, that uh, has negative connotations, materially speaking, and it's something that when we engage in it, um, we run the risk of embarrassing ourselves. Hmm. Um you know, if there's only one slice of pizza left and <laughs> and you, you grab for it and so forth. So it's a little embarrassing. Hmm. So in a similar way, in, well, in, in a similar way, greed um, uh, causes the devotees of Brudge to act in relation to God in ways that are embarrassing to others who think, you can't act with God like that. He's God. Hmm. Um, of course, Krishna likes it very much, and and uh, he becomes a plaything in the hands of the Brajabhasis, um, properly understood. So, I mean, people hear about it from without understanding anything, and, and it's bewilderment. What is? What, what kind of devotees are they? Hmm? They. What kind of devotees Narad said would put their, the dust of their feet on Krishna's head when Krishna wanted to solve his his headache, and he asked Narad to get the dust from the feet of my devotees. When the gopi said nobody nobody would give them the dust, Narad went back and said, "All the devotees have passed the test. You asked for the dust of their feet because you said that would be the cure for your headache, and you asked me to go and ask them. All of them passed. No one will give you the dust from their feet." Krishna said, well, that doesn't help my headache at all. <laughs> so he said, did you go to Vrindavan and talk to the, those milkmaidens there? He said, no, I didn't, I didn't go there. There are devotees too. Okay, well, so, so he went there and he asked them. And they said, yes, take it. And he said, wait a minute, don't you know that, you know, if you put the, your feet on God's head, the dust from your feet, especially if you're walking barefoot in jungles and amongst the cow pastures, yes, you know, your feet can get dirty. <laughs> so now, if I tell you to take the dust from that and put it on the deity's head, you'll, you'll hesitate. So Nard said, don't you know what will happen? He said, yeah, we, we go to hell for that. No, that would be bad. And and so, and what, but if it will relieve Krishna of his headache, then then take it. So Nard was, was bewildered, and of course Krishna was sending him to teach the, the nature of the love for the gopis, the no concern for their own the consequences. They said, Narayana Parasarve, Narayana Parasarve, what is that verse? Apitulyartha Darshanam. Whether they're in heaven, hell, liberated or unliberated, doesn't matter for the devotees. So, um, Mahabhu said, Mama Janmani Janmanishwari, Babadad Bhakti, you don't care about transcending birth and death, just want to be able to have the opportunity for bhakti. So that means 
pretty much transcended, but one feels that way. So at any rate, the qualification for Brajabhakti, the full face of the qualification, that greediness to serve Krishna, that eagerness to serve Krishna in the way that the inhabitants of Vrindavan do, it doesn't come just by some intellectual adjustment of thinking, that's the best idea, I like that, I'll do that. That may be a beginning orientation towards it, but it doesn't, it's not the sum and substance of what the greediness constitutes. Indeed, the, the, one of the commentators on Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Mukunda Goswami, has said that, that the greed, the taste, that drives those that are qualified for rag bhakti is more difficult to attain than bhava in vaidhi bhakti. And bhava in vaidhi bhakti has been described by Rupa Goswami as sudurlava, difficult to attain. You'll attain in due course, but you have to pass through nishta, ruchi, asakti, all these stages of, of, uh, of practice and so forth. Hmm. And it can't be attained by any other sadhana and so of any other type of practice and the Baba that we're talking about. So while it is said, as I mentioned, that the progress on the Rag Marg is faster than on the Vaidhi Marg, to be fully eligible to tread the Marg, this this idea has been given, is um, it requires is is rarer to attain than the sadhya of Vaidhi Bhakti. Sadhya means the goal. You do sadhana to attain uh, the sadhya. You do sadhana bhakti to attain bhava bhakti. Hmm. You understand? So while the Vaidhi Bhakti, who, who, I, mean, I mean speaking of the devotee who wants to attain Vaikuntha, reverential love for God, hmm. um, he goes through the different stages, attains bhava. So this is a very advanced devotee. Now we're talking about rag bhakti. That's rarer. The full eligibility is rarer to achieve than that which is rare to achieve. So this is a comment that's been made just to emphasize that the full face of eligibility for rag bhakti is not such as as an easy thing to uh, to to attain. We may develop an interest in that because of our association. And therefore we attach ourselves to somebody who has that eligibility. And we practice Vaiti Bhakti, and we have this ideal in mind. We serve the sadhu, our guru, and and gradually we become more and more eligible to incorporate all the practices of, uh, of Rag Bhakti, which then, upon completing the course in this life, you have to take another birth in the Leela of Krishna and so forth, and and then you become fully, fully, more fully qualified, and then you can attain the unmanifest lila. Whereas in Vaidhi Bhakti, you can go direct in this life to Vaikuntha. Hmm. So, some differences about the different paths. But um, persons select the Vaidhi Marg um, in pursuit of reverential love because of their association, because they haven't gotten association of a Rag Marg Bhakta, that opportunity hasn't presented itself. They've come in touch with bhakti, the general course. That's just, this is a special course, if you will. And Chaitanya Mahabra was coming to bestow that. Krishna comes to showcase it when he presents his leela and so forth. But um, the um, majority of persons will be inclined without the, that powerful dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, even with the descent of Krishna and his leelas and so forth, and information being available, to understand it and all the implications of it. This is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give, which makes it more readily available. And we find people become interested in that ideal and, and so forth more readily. But without that, then the interest in, in serving God, uh, because he's God, is, is more the uh, normal course, Krishna says, through the pen of Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, that, oh, everybody worships me in awe and reverence. It just doesn't do anything for me. Hmm? 
so this is the the general course it just it it just doesn't really do much for me but then he but he says but then they they're they're my intimate associates they treat me like this like my friends they they wrestle with me and he gives examples of Vatsali Bhav and Madhuryas and Sakyas and so forth. And I, this, this is I like this. This is when I can be myself, so to speak, instead of the God. And so I would, I, I would like to. I have not bestowed that opportunity on the world for a long time. So let me come and do that. So in one sense, Krishna comes to do that. But then, in the context of his lila, he loses his balance, seeing the measure of Radha's love. And his lila itself seems incomplete to him, and his ability to distribute it to others becomes impaired. And so then there is the Chaitanya lila, which completes the Krishna lila and fills the gaps that Krishna found in Krishna Lila in terms of tasting rasa, which he realized he, he, he was not able to taste the full measure that, for example, that Radha tastes. And so getting his balance in that regard then also then dissemination becomes more systematic and lineage is formed and so forth. And systematically the teaching is going out so you see Gorlila and Krishna, they're saying it's an encore appearance, Gorlila. And it's, uh, it's fulfilling the inner purposes of Krishna Lila, that Krishna Lila, in a sense, did, did, did not when manifest in human society. This is the idea. So it's a special dispensation. It's not the normal dispensation. In every Kali Yuga, it's not that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was coming and giving this blessing and so forth. It's once in the, once in the day of Brahma, Krishna's coming. Hmm? So that's rare. You see, so that's when he said, I, I should just bestow this opportunity. People are all worshipping me and Vaidhi Bhakti. And it's just not real exciting to me. So, and in that, in the, in the, that's the end of the Dwarpa Yuga and the Kali Yuga that follows that when Krishna comes and comes again as Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it's just, it's a, it's a carry through, if you will, a follow-up of the purpose of his own descent hmm? with an extra feature. The purpose of his descent was to bestow this opportunity upon others. Hmm? But that, as I say, was um, impaired to some extent when Alila itself threw him off balance and he saw the measure of Radha's love and Rasulila pondered this its extraordinary nature and the significance of it. And he realized, wow, there's something about me that even I don't know about that she experiences that makes her like that. I'm driven to taste that and so forth. And so this this is the extra thing then. So that's the the inner meaning and the kind of half inner, half outer meaning is to give Rag Bhakti and the full outer meaning as well it corresponds this time of his descent with the time of the Yuga Dharma, which would ordinarily be distribution of Namsan Kirtan with the ideal of attaining Vaikuntha. That's a normal course. Hmm. Um, so I don't think people measure it out and think, well, it's harder to do Rag Bhakti and God, it'll do Vaidhi Bhakti. Some people might, having heard all these things, <laughs> and think like that. Uh, uh, but generally, the Vaidhi Bhakti is, is the normal course. Hmm? Oh, on reverence, Narayan is the supreme God, and so forth. So, um, that said, we mentioned last night that that you can worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, as the Yuga Avatar and attain at the time of his descent, uh, the special time when he descends as the Yuga Avatar and does the work of the Yuga Avatar in the, within the context of pursuing these other two ideals, distributing Raga Bhakti and experiencing the love of Radha himself. Hmm. And so... Um, the latter two pertain to his Brajalila and the Yuga Dharma part. The third, the former, that pertains to the normal course of distributing the Yuga Dharma, attaining Vaikuntha. So, 
uh, we said in the context of that that they can attain Nadia hmm, as where Mahaprabhu, where Narayan is manifest, along with Lakshmi, as Gaur Narayan and and um, Vishnu Priya. Hmm. Lakshmi Priya also, the other consorts there, so they can attain like that. Hmm. But um, that's very special, too. Hmm. And Amrita Priya is, is very special. Um, but it's possible. But um, it doesn't mean to say that they cannot attain uh, um, Baikuntha, so to speak, itself, hmm, in the worship of Narayan. And they may see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the avatar of Narayan, and the worship of Narayan is the ideal, is a particular avatar. And so it's not that they all go only to Nadia, hmm, but. but it's a it's an interesting uh, theological idea, and I like to present the possibility that if you're interested in reverential love of God, take advantage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and enter Navadvip in a, in a spirit of reverential love for Gornarayan and Vishnu Priya Devi. Hmm. Um, so your question is uh, so. What is the position of Prahlad Maharaj, who was a Vaidhi Bhakta? Of course, now we should also understand that Vaidhi Bhakti extends beyond Vaikuntha to Ayodhya, which is kind of like part of Vaikuntha and kind of, kind of separate from it, different from all the other Vaikuntha realms, because there Ram is, and Ryan is in a human like form, and he has a mother and a father, and so forth. And Brothers, and you don't find that in in Vaikuntha. So there are rasas there that you don't find in Vaikuntha. The Sakya rasa of, of Lakshman hmm, for um, Ram, the Vatsalya rasa of, of, of uh, Dasarath and um, Koshalya and other others and so forth. Hanuman's Dasya rasa is the norm. Hmm. That's what you can attain. Uh, but those other sentiments are there, as if to say this. There are some different possibilities that aren't manifest in Vaikuntha, and I see them as pointing the way towards Goloka, where all those possibilities exist. You can become the friend of Krishna. You can become the uh, like the lover of Krishna, the parent of Krishna, and so forth. Hmm. And now, and my point is that you can do that in the context of Vaidhi Bhakti to some extent also. So in Dwaraka, in Goloka, there are three principal realms. There's Dwaraka, Mathura, and Gokul, or Vrindavan, Svetadvip. These are different names for it. And so they have different, different leelas. If you follow the Bhagavatam, Krishna leaves the Vrindavan, goes to Mathura, kills Kamsa, marries Rukmini, meets Uddhava, makes a relationship with Uddhava and so forth. And then with the um, and the revenge sought by Jarasandha, whose whose daughters, I think, was were, were married to Kamsa. Daughters or I think daughters. Uh, um, so when Kamsa was killed, they were left as widows, and so he attacked. So in order to protect Matura and Vrindavan from armies coming in, you know, and, and all. Yeah, Krishna took everybody to Dwarka hmm, at a distance on the coast and uh, built a fabulous city there and so forth. And there he uh, has his Leela as well. Hmm. So the, there are devotees of Krishna there and they're in Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm. But they're devotees of Krishna. So it's sometimes in Dwarka Krishna has four arms, sometimes he shows two arms. And so they are the Yadus, they know he's God, and they think God is like our, you know, is the prince in our city. We're living in the city of God here. It's different than Vaikuntha, hmm? but it's a form of Vaidhi Bhakti. <clears throat> I mention this because <clears throat> Prahlad is a devotee of Krishna. Hmm? Throughout the Bhagavatam, 
ten chapters dealing with Prahlad's love for Nishinga, he's uh, it's, it's mentioned several places. I've written an article about it, shown all the different places where uh, he makes it clear that his Ishtadevata, his chosen deity, deity of his heart, is Krishna, Govinda. These names are used. Hmm. Um, so, uh, and and therefore, I've emphasized the point that the Sringa Bhagavan is a particular form of uh, the Gada that's very interesting in that he has Sadaishvari, all opulences, like Ram, like Krishna, like Narayan, but like other Narayan's avatars don't have. Um, and he arose, if you will, he appeared. I mean, there's no beginning to anything, but I mean, the love of Prahlad corresponds with Narsingadev. And it's a, an appearance that just fully corresponds with it because it was never seen before by anyone, it said. Hmm? It's not that the Leela has any beginning, so you have to get your head around that, but it was never seen, like even Lakshmi said, I've never seen him like this before. Hmm? <laughs> never seen him in this mood. Hmm? And corresponding appearance is very extra. Nobody knew how to react to it. All the gods and goddesses, so they were, they were terrified. Hmm? Of course, the implication is that they all had some material desire, and the Shingham is very much the enemy of material desires. He took the entrails of the the personification of material desire, Haranyakasipu, means gold and soft bed. He's named after which is money and sex, which is what uh, most people are interested in. That personifies, kind of uh, um, symbolizes uh, materialism gross materialism. So he took the entrails and wore them as a garland and said, I'll be beautified when you take, when you get rid of those things. Hmm. Hmm. That's what he's saying. <laughs> and so even the demigods have some desire. They're sakama bhaktas. So they were there. You know, I, I couldn't say anything. They didn't know how to pacify him. And Lakshmi was just like, well, never seen him in a mood like this. Didn't know what to do either. So... The young boy, Prahlad, of course, had no material desire. And he fully, he could, to him, uh, the fierce lion, the Shingadev, purred like a kitten. Hmm? Sat him on his lap, patted him on the head, hmm? and so forth. So it's a very, um, very special leela. And Prahlad is a paradigmatic person, if you will, in the Bhagavatam, from which we learn so many things. Um... And uh, and he's a devotee of Krishna, who takes this particular form. So there are there's it's thought that in Vaikuntha there are many kind of rooms, if you will, where Narayan shows the face of different avatars for different devotees. Um, so he has his place there in the Bhagavatam, in the fifth canto. He's described also as having a place. I believe within the material world, one of the Barshas, if I recall correctly, where Nishingadev is, is, is the presiding deity. But but he's basically um, a Vaikuntha Bhakta. At the same time, he special, he has some presence in the Gaur-lila, partially represented in Haridas Thakur. That's how you got the name Haridas on when we were discussing the, the, the prod missing the leelas. So, um, that's very um, special. So we appear at that time in Gorlila and Nishinga has a very prominent presence in Gorlila, as we've mentioned a few times. He, he, res- he resides in the house of Shivas as the presiding deity, which is the in whose courtyard the special kirtans of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were conducted. He took up residence in, in Navadweep, in, in Godrum. Hmm. It's thought after the killing of Harnikasipu, then he went there. Hmm. And uh, he's the, he, he chastised the Chandkazi, who tried to break, who broke the Murdanga, and tried to stop the Sankirtan in, in the uh, beginning of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's outreach. 
when he came out of Shivas's house, and they began street sankirtan. Then the Muslim leader stopped it, tried to stop it, broke the dumb, and said, don't ever do this again in the city. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went there with all his men at night by torchlight and woke him up with kirtan. Of course, at that time, Chaitanya Charitamrita explains that he revealed that in the dream in the night before that a very ferocious half-man, half-lion appeared, sat on his chest and said, don't ever break that drum again. That's my favorite instrument. And he said, and look, and he opened his shirt, and there were scratches on his heart. So he's the kirtanpal, the protector of the kirtan, the sen kirtan. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, when he was, when he envisioned the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which we, I think we discussed this the other night a little bit. Um, and so while the development was going on and so forth, and it was his ongoing meditation to see that the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would be established so that it could be celebrated and taken advantage of. He noticed that at every morning, hmm, during the Brahma Muhurta, which is a Mahur to the 45 minutes that we do the Mongol Arctic in before the sunrise, or was it like a, like a dust storm that seemed to go and whoosh, and stop right in the, uh, uh, the kirtan at the yoga pit, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When he meditated, then he realized every morning Nishingadev is going there to participate, witness the Arctic of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, it's no wonder that Prahlad is very important to us as Gaudi Vaishnava as being the, the principal kind of devotee of, um, of Narasimhadev. So, he has some place eternally, if you will, in Gaurali. Wherever Narasimhadev is, he certainly, you can be sure Prahlad is, 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 is nearby. Hmm. I think that um, the at the same time, speaking in this way from the Gaudiya perspective and so forth. Um, there are others, obviously, that um, um, who are in a Vaidhi Marg lineage like Ramanuja Sampradaya or Madhva Sampradaya and Prahlad's Bhakti is also uh, glorified in other, other Puranas and so forth. And they would see him as a principal Dasya Bhakta of Vaikuntha. Hmm? And in relation to this particular form of of Narayan, we kind of extend it. He's participating in Gorilila, and and uh, he, he may have him in a a position in uh, in in Krishna Leela in some respect, in maybe a Bhakti Bhakti context. Although I, no one has ever spoken about that, that none of our acharyas, but the possibility remains. So, people like Narada, like Prahlad, hmm. These are particular figures in the Bhagavatam that are being used hmm, uh, to make certain points, and they have different possibilities than um, ordinary jivas who are coming from this side and and coming in touch with the dispensation of bhakti in one form or another and going to the other side. So like uh, Narada, he appears in everywhere. Hmm. In Krishna Leela, in, in, uh, uh, it said that he was told to bathe in a, in a kund in Vrindavan. He came out in a gopi form. So it's called Narada Kund. He's got a gopi form. He's got a Vaikuntha form. But these are not Tatasta Shakti jivas. Hmm? So they are manifestations of Krishna's Sarup Shakti, his internal energy, like Yashoda, like Nanda, and so forth. And they, they appear in different Leelas wherever the Lord is, in different ways. We look at also as Narada as being an expansion of Madhu Mangal, the Brahman of Krishna Leela, in Vrindavan, the Brahman boy who hangs out with all the other cowherds who are all Vaishyas, and, and uh, is always expecting to get some honor and, and extra sweets and so forth and to, to, to give the Siddhanta, <laughs> um, and so on. So, we see Nard appearing as Sri Vastakur in, in Gorlila. So Prahlad, um, Nard and persons like this, they're, they keep appearing 
in the literature again and again. And these different texts are written often with the same stories, with different emphases from different angles, hmm? theological angles, for different types of devotees. Some of the stories of Bhagavatam are also found in other Puranas, like the, this, this one, the, the Nishinga story, is famous. Um, but there, uh, there are the cursing of, of, of Pariksit Maharaj is told in the Mahabharata in a slightly different way hmm, than it is in the Bhagavatam. So you see that, that, that they lend themselves to, just like any story, you can emphasize a certain point of it hmm, over, over another point, a certain side of it. We just feel the Bhagavatam is given the whole, you know, the whole full implications of um, the different stories. Some of the stories have their seeds in the Upanishads also in the Bhagavatam. That's why you can't say, you know, you want to date the Bhagavatam. The nature of the Puranas are such that they elude dating because they're, they're, they, they, they are open to be rewritten because they are a retelling in narrative form largely what the implications of the Shruti this is the Smriti which is remembered it's remembered means reflections upon the Shruti Shrutis are like these Vedic mantras that that are like Thought to be like, like I was explaining it, like like some kind of harmonic mathematical equations to, to the world, something like that. And so, th- to take the shruti, which is the what means to be, which is heard, means means they're eternal, then reflect upon them and write. That's what the pranas are. So the pranas, in some ways, are thought to be of a lesser status. But Jiva Goswami makes the argument because they bring out. Hmm, what's in the Shruti and make it accessible. They're actually more important. Hmm? Hmm. But they have their roots in the Shruti, and so where's the dating of them? Hmm? The stories are rooted there, the narratives are rooted there. Hmm? And they're told and told, like Prabhupada said to Bhagavatam, here we have so many volumes in other places, there are so many other realms, there are many more volumes. It's the story of Krishna, so it has no beginning, it has no end. Hmm? Even though they, they may detect by academic standards of dating and so forth, this book seems to be written at this time. The Bhagavatam is rather elusive, and they don't know, you know when exactly. There are earlier dates and lesser dates for anywhere from, the I think, the, the second to the sixth century is generally how they think of it, and they think of it as maybe written in South India. And, uh, and these books are also rewritten in different san- forms of Sanskrit as the language evolves over, well, centuries. Hmm? So you find a manuscript with different Sanskrit from this period, and that, then, then you may think, well, it's dated here, but then it, it could have been a copying of a t- previous manuscript and so forth and so on. So it's, it's, uh, it's the story of Krishna. Has no beginning, really, and um, and that's why I say also, well, the Chaitanya Bhagwat. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the, it's is it different from the Sriman Bhagavatam? If you understand Chaitanya Lila, then you say, no, here we go again. It's a, it expands in this way. This Lila, hmm. this Krishna Lila, playing itself out further hmm, into a whole other Lila, and it's. Oh, but so much to be, so many books to be written about that. So, so, um, so. At any rate, our perspective on Perlod may be a little more um, uh, inclusive of possibilities than the ordinary uh, devotee f- in pursuit of Vaidhi Bhakti in a Vaidhi Bhakti sampradaya. Hmm. Um, I mean, they wouldn't necessarily have any understanding of his presence in the Gaurila or or uh, or they would see also his devotion to Krishna to be devotion to the Narayan avatar of Krishna, which is a, that's also a possibility you see in Baikuntha. Krishna Lila is also there. Hmm. So some people think that Krishna is an avatar of Narayan and, and we say that's also a valid perspective. Hmm. 
It can also, Narayan can also show that. Hmm? So when Gopukumar and Brihat Bhagavatamrita <coughs> attained by Kuntha, hmm, and he had seed for Sakyarasa, there's no Sakyarasa in Vaikuntha, but he attained Vaikuntha. This is a description of what we call Kram Mukti, step by step. So the, the book Brihat Bhagavatamrita, Gopakumaras take going through all the, the theological, spiritual possibilities, religious and then spiritual possibilities of attainment through his mantra. Kram Mukti means step by step. Hmm, that's not the ordinary course. So it's a, it's a, it's also somewhat of a, a poetic device to take you through all the possibilities. Hmm. And each one is all oh, extraordinary, wonderful, and then you think he's arrived, and then he's feeling a little discontent there. And so then he meets someone, he goes to the, he chants his mantra, he goes to the next realm, the next realm, and he goes to Baikuntha. Hmm. And there he's a beautiful description. He's overwhelmed. He feels I've arrived. I'm in Baikuntha, and this is incredible. And he didn't, and he didn't know anything. He's a village boy. He didn't know anything about anything. He didn't know what name of Krishna and Narayan even meant. Hmm. So he, he meets his guru, he gets the mantra, and gets a little bit of advice. The guru disappears and faints in ecstasy, and he's on his own, following it. and every now and then his guru appears. And it's a nice story. So anyway, he enters Vaikuntha, and he thinks, this must be the ultimate destination. What the book is trying to, the book is explaining the Bhagavatam, and it has two parts. One part explains the the zenith of devotion rests in Vrindavan, in the example of the gopis. And the second part of the book explains the dham, the abode, the realm that corresponds with that devotion, which is Goloka. So he goes through all the different abodes, and they're all analyzed and so forth. And then he, in his part he enters into Vaikuntha, and he's in Sakyarasa. He's a Priyanarma from his mantra, from the names of Krishna that he chants. You can you can see it from other things also. Hmm. His affinity for Radha and there is is highlighted and so forth. But anyway, he attains Vaikuntha at a certain point. And then he sees some of these devotees with um with um Sarupya Mukti. They have forms like Narayan. Forearm forms and so forth, and with the opulence of and they change their forms. They change forms to serve Narayan in different ways at different times becoming whatever, trees, birds, the ground, having a forearm form. And so, you know, he's just like completely dazzled with Aishvarya. Hmm. Um, this majesty. And he's bowing to them and they go, oh, no, don't about us, come, come to our master, see Narayan. And so they take him to see Narayan and there he sees God, Narayan. Hmm. I mean, it's super majestic, super extra, otherworldly. I always remember when I went to Padmanabh Chetra in uh, South India, and the big the big temple there, the Padmanabha Temple. What's the secular name of the town? I forget. Um, anyway, um, and, I, and these temples are like cities. They're huge, huge, with gopurams, you know, big um, pillars that would be equivalent to the domes on some other, you know, temples, and and all these walkways, and then Orion's in the center, and it's a he's a deity like twenty feet long, lying like this, Lakshmi massaging his feet, something like that, and then throughout the temple you you go and there's a little deity of Nishinga and this avatar and that avatar and so the whole they try to like more or less make a Vaikuntha approximation of Vaikuntha there hmm. and so um, I went in and it's just like entering a whole city a whole world right and it was on Ikadasi so they were celebrating the Ikadasi in Vaikuntha hmm. and there was this big procession going on Throughout, I think they had an elephant in there, and kettle drums and horns, and dun, 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 and they would stop every now and then and glorify the particular avatar that, in that section. And it was just like com- completely, like super extraordinary and, and overtly transcendental. Hmm? 
And so, and you arrive at the center, and there is Narayan. And so, Gopal Kumar had this, uh, you know, experience as an approximation of it, right? As we manifested in the, in this world to give us some idea to meditate on to go there. So anyway, he entered the Vaikuntha, and, and he comes and finally he sees Narayan, hmm? source of all avatars, and he sees him. He says, because he's been meditating on Krishna, because his, he's, he chants the Gopal mantra. That we give a diksha, and so he's been meditating on Krishna. He's from the Braj. He was born in Vrindavan, and he was just a—he was a cowherd boy there. I mean, that was his—you know—he took care of cows, and he met his guru. And cowherd boys—they don't—they don't know anything. They're not educated people. So he met his guru, and guru gave pressed him, gave him the mantra, and he knew everything from the mantra and the grace of the guru, and so. He had attachment for Krishna. Hmm? So in his meditation, he would see Krishna hmm? when he chanted his mantra. Um, and then wherever he went, he would see there was some manifestation of Krishna. He, you know, he would think, oh, that's him. That's him. Hmm? But not quite. Similar, but not quite. Hmm? And so when he saw Narayan, he said, hey, Gopal! And everybody said, you can't talk to Narayan like that. That's Narayan. Om Narayan. You can't act like that here. But Narayan said, yeah, call him up here. You know, he took him in private. And, and he asked you're, you're meant for, you're meant, I'm the manifestation of Krishna for Vaikuntha. You're meant for, for Goloki. Put him in the hands of, of Uddhava and Narada. Hmm. Was it? No, Narada. In the hands of Narada, and Narada gave him special siksha, siksha guru counsel. People here they don't know about this Krishna lila and the way you act. You know there, this is your destiny. So you do this and this, then you go there. So he sent them from there to Ayodhya, from Ayodhya to Dwarka, and from Dwarka he got the counsel of Narada again and Uddhava, who had been to Vrindavan sent by Krishna, as Bhagavatam describes. Hmm? And, and Mathura is resident, and he's a resident of Mathura. And then he learned how to enter Vrindavan, and then he came back to earth, in, in Vrindavan, in, on earth. And there he chanted his favorite names of God, and remembered the Leelas, and, and he entered into the uppercut Leela. Hmm? It's a beautiful story. So, at any rate, when he was in Vaikuntha, for some time, before he was turned over to Nard and given the counsel, uh, Narayan really liked him because he's a special. Narayan knows, oh, he's a devotee of Krishna. Narayan is Krishna, form of Krishna, but he so he had some liking for him. He's a special person, but he wasn't destined to to stay there. And so, uh, still he. He liked him, so he, he would manifest Krishna Leela, hmm? the Braj Leela, a certain perspective on the Braj Leela, a Vaikuntha perspective on the Braj Leela, that Krishna Narayan has this avatar where he acts a little differently hmm? and, uh, and descends to earth and so forth, but he's God. Hmm? And so he would see the, Narayan, he would see the Braj Leela, but he wasn't content with the Vaikuntha manifestation of this Brajlila. Hmm? It's, a, it's, a, it's a different perspective on it. Hmm? The pastimes. So people, there are the people who meditate on the pastimes of Krishna, invite bhakti for the ideal of attaining Vaikuntha. Hmm? And, uh, and Krishna is one of the, the eighth avatar of Narayan. It's a, it's a spiritual perspective, there's a real, there's a reality to it, but it's not the full picture. Hmm? That's why it said that the Goloka is not known in Vaikuntha. Hmm? It's not known to them. They don't, they, they, so you try to tell the Ramanuja that Narayan is the source of Krishna, or Krishna that comes from, Narayan comes from Krishna, it just doesn't compute to them. Hmm? And, um, they interpret the shastras in a particular way, and there is a valid interpretation to it because there is an objective, if you will, realm within this objective world called Vaikuntha. Hmm? 
And that's a reality. It's the experience of the devotees. God shows himself in that way. Hmm. And you, you can't hide the Krishna Leela, so if Narayan is God, then Krishna Leela has to be you know, one of his Leelas. Hmm? It has to be the, if it's not, then, then the whole Vaikuntha gets turned on its head. What? Then who's Krishna? Hmm? So, 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 I would think that most of the Vaishnavas, hmm, which is I'm extending the idea beyond Gaudiya Vaishnavism, hmm, Vaidhi Bhaktas and other lineages, for example, would see Prahlad as a member of Vaikuntha who was a devotee of. Krishna within Vaikuntha, something like that. But we see his prominence and uh, Nishingadeva and Gaur Leela and so on. And he's Gaur and Nishinga is present as the deity, as I said the other night, in the house of Nanda Maharaj, as he's the deity in the house of Srivastakur and Gaur Leela. So he knows everything. So Prahlad knows everything by the grace of Nishingadeva. <laughs> As it said, Sridhar Swami knows everything by the grace of the Shingadeva. He understands the Bhagavatam. His commentary is bona fide. And therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave deference to Sridhar Swami. And all of our commentators will refer to Sridhar Swami. But they say more also. They came out like a plow, as I said, with what Sridhar Swami couldn't say at the time, is the idea. So, we keep, we keep Bhagavan Nishingadeva on our altar. He came to us. Some devotee gave to us, so we're blessed, and he knows everything hmm. uh, about Krishna Leela. So Prahlad knows everything. Hmm. Does that help? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important person for us, Prahlad Maharaj. Kijai, Shri Bhagawan, Kijai, and Vaidhi Bhakti. We're in, we're, we we have great. Uh, regard for that. If in if in Vrindavan a great Vaidhi Bhakti like Narada will come, what will they say to him? Oh, you're a Vaidhi Bhakti, get out of here. No, they'll pay their obeisances. Oh, a devotee, great devotee has come of Narayan. And they're all worshipping Narayan, too. As I said, they're worshipping Nishingadev in the, in the house. Hmm. But their hearts are stolen by Hari, hmm. by Krishna. Very interesting. <laughs> what else? Yeah, Marsh. When you talk about uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's special dispensation, if you think about then Chaitanya Charitamrita where Krishna is planning to appear as as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he's thinking, okay, so Well he's planning to appear as Krishna. I mean in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He says, I have not bestowed in a long time. So this is first it's his Leela. Hmm? Yeah. And then in the context of his Leela on earth, there's a reason for Gore Leela, which follows. Right. Anyway, yeah. So he's, <laughs> you know, he, he's thinking, you know, he teach Rag Bhakti and Chadipad. So when we think about you know, the special dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what about, the, I, I wonder about the uh, Pushti Marg, and what was the, what's the other Rag? Mark, Mark, something like that. Unimbarka. Unimbarka, something like that. How do we think about them, I guess? Well, first of all, Pushti Marg is the name given to Balaba's group, and Balaba is in the Sridhar Swami or the um, Vishnu Swami, the, going back further, uh, lineage that uh, connects to uh, Rudra, hmm, Shiva. It's one of the Vaishnava Sampradayas. And, um, or is it the, yeah, Rudra Sampradaya. Their metaphysic is called Sudadvita, pure non-dualism. So, um, so it's a Vaishnava Sampradaya. Mahaprabhu showed great regard for the commentary of Sridhar Swami. And he blessed Balaba, who was a modern or contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, coming from that Sampradaya. So Mahaprabhu gave special blessing to um, uh, Balabacharya. It's mentioned in, I think, Bhakti Ratnakar. said, you know, you have your own lineage. Hmm? And um, and so twice in, Chaitanya, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, as you know, Rupa Goswami concluding his section 
Anvaiti Bhakti in his section on Rag Bhakti, says then there's another group, and they call it Maryada, which is the Pushti Marg, or the, or the Balaba name for Vaiti Marg. Maryada means rules. Hmm? Same as Vaiti. And then in the, in the, at the end of the Rag section, he says there's another group, and they call it Pushti, and it's similar. Hmm? Pushti means nourishment. Hmm? Um, prominent in the Balab Sampradaya at Balaba's time is this uh, Batsali Rasa of Braj and his son Vital. Um, in him we find then some emphasis comes about Gopi Bab, a different kind of Gopi Bab. So, and they also make the case that Krishna is the, the source of all avatars. So, Balab is a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We got a blessing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We have his own sampradaya, and um, and and so um, uh, they have their place, but it's not their sadhya. Their ideal is um, similar, similar, but not 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 the same. So it's not independent either. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mm-hmm. uh, blessing. Now the Dimbarka Sampradaya, that comes from the Kumaras. Hmm. And uh, you find in the Bhagavatam an explanation of the Kumaras explaining the Bhagavatam, another way in which the Bhagavatam manifests, rather than from Brahma to to um, Narada, Brahma to Narada, uh, or and Krishna to Brahma and so forth. But from the Kumaras to, from Sankarshan to the Kumaras, and so it's another whole other. You see how the Bhagavatam is. The Bhagavatam itself says this is another manifestation of the Bhagavatam. Sankarshan um, explained the Bhagavatam to the Kumaras. So that explanation of the Bhagavatam from Sankarshan to the Kumaras is the basis of the of the uh, Nimbarka Sampradaya, the Kumara Sampradaya. Mm-hmm. And um, and their ideal is Sakibhav. Mm-hmm. And but it's a particular kind of Sakibhav and they they are not um, interested in Parakya. They they don't um, acknowledge the parakya, and so, as explained by our charges, there, there's an outer realm of the central lotus of Gokul, where Radha and Krishna have married Lila, Swakya. They're interested in that in Swakya. They're Swakya bodies. So they have they're in they're in Golok and they're in a form of of, of Vrindavan Leela. So you see it's it's not like linear, it's multidimensional the Leela and plays out in different ways and corresponding with different types of love and so on and so forth. Does that help? Yeah. What does a, a Vadi Bhakta meditating on Raja Leela think about the end of Rasa Leela? The end of Rasa Leela? But where um Krishna doesn't seem that he comes up short. Well, first of all, in let's say let's take the Ramanuja Sampradaya. This is a Vaidhi Marg Sampradaya, a prominent one. Um, they don't um, their main book is not the Bhagavatam. Their main book is the Vishnu Purana. So as I said, these stories are told in different places and they're told in different ways. And the way in what's you see what's brought out in the Bhagavatam the implications of that um, of course those, those it's it's not brought out in the Vishnu Purana when the story is told hmm? for one it's there in the Bhagavatam they tend not to be big students of the Bhagavatam but they're not they're not the main book is the Vishnu Purana hmm? but they never, Ramanuja never wrote any commentary on the uh, uh, Bhagavad Purana. Now in the Madhva Sampradaya, which is Vaidhi Mark Sampradaya, Madhva wrote 
a very terse commentary on, on, on Bhagavatam. I don't know if he did the whole Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's there, but it's there, but it's there because the Gaudiya people have brought it out. Mm-hmm. Without the Gaudiya reflections on the Bhagavatam coming from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you won't be able to pick up those implications. Mm-hmm. Story is there. Krishna comes back mm-hmm. after leaving. He comes and, and there's a conversation with the gopis. But if you just read the text itself, you have to read the commentaries. Mm-hmm. And those are the perspectives, the reflections, the experience from the Gaudiya people influenced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that brought, bring, brings out what one could not without that influence. Even let's take, for example, in the 11th canto, there is a verse that explains Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, without mentioning his name. It says the Yuga's avatar in Kali Yuga, he's always chanting the name of Krishna. He's of the category of Krishna. He's Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishnam. He's Krishna, which here means black, but he's, he, but he's not black. He's Tusha Krishna, Akrishna. Tusha Krishna means he's the opposite of black, which means we say golden. And he comes with his associates. And the way to worship him is through Namsan Kirtan. So you talk about it, you realize, well, that sounds like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because you know who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. But if they don't know about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then previous persons reading it, they couldn't draw that out. It was Jiva Goswami under the direction of Sanatan. Goswami, great scholar of the Bhagavatam, that that insight is brought up. When you hear it, you go, oh, yeah. What else could it be saying? And then there's two verses that follow it hmm, that have also been shown to be describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but they could have been describing Krishna or Ram, maybe, and that's the way they've been interpreted in the past. And prefacing that verse, there's a half verse that speaks about the worship in Kali Yuga. Hmm, will be uh, with regard to the Tantra and so forth. So this probably means go to me a Tantra and all these books that, that uh, the Goswamis uh, draw from the, that Tantric side. Mm. That's not the left-handed Tantra, tantra that's uh, dark. But uh, So, does that help? Yeah. So you, you, know, you have these core texts and then you have sadhus who have experience um, of the text, and their experience forms a commentary, and and if it's a real experience, there's a corresponding world and spiritual perspective. So you see, the Vaishnavism, Gaudi Vaishnavism in particular, is particularly broad and inclusive, um, which is an interesting point because it acknowledges the entirety of Vaikuntha and the perspective of Vaikuntha which is Apasiddhanta. Krishna is the source of Narayan. Not that Narayan is the source of Krishna. It's Apasiddhanta means against the Siddhanta. It's against the Siddhanta means the spiritual you know, conclusions of our perspective. Hmm? From a Gaudiya perspective, it's Apasiddhanta. But it's not necessarily wrong. And Krishna does, when he, when he makes this point of Siddhanta, that Krishna is the source of Narayan and Chaitanya Charitamrita. He says, but others see it differently, and that's also there's a there's a valid perspective to that. See, the Gaudis are inclusive. Now the, the Ramanuja people they won't acknowledge that other perspective. It's just not in their 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 this is not included. Goloka, hmm. the Mahabhaikunta. It's not it's not included in their anything they've ever heard or read or hmm. this is also says something about the Goswamis. Nana Shastra Bichar Naikana Panosad Dharma Samstapako How widely how broad and deep was their knowledge of the scripture to bring out things that had that could identify the realm of Golok and and, and so forth, where there's reference to Mahabhakunta, and then they show this, that others with a different perspective could never have found. Hmm. You understand? So this whole 
by going to perspective. We have a different perspective, so we're teaching them. We say, well, that's that's wrong, that's wrong. But in another sense, it's right, it's right. Hmm? If you're a body bhakti, you go to Vaikuntha, that's right, that's okay, no problem. We don't object to that. But they'll argue with us. Hmm? You're wrong, you're wrong. And there's no way for them to say we're right. <laughs> there's no, it, it doesn't exist in Vaikuntha, that idea. Uh, it doesn't fit there. Hmm? Now we could we could show them from scripture and we might be able to convince and they go, huh, wow. Huh? There's a different perspective and, and it's really should come to that. Some do, they're not in it, interested in it, but okay. Hmm. That's where you guys are about, huh? Okay. Interesting. Hmm. So Gaudiya Vaishnava is very encompassing, very inclusive. And you read the book Brit Bhagavatamrita, which is taking us through the means, it, it, showing what the Bhagavatam is really all about. So, the essence of the Bhagavatam, hmm. the love of Braj, and the place that course, the realm that corresponds with it, transspatial realm, transtemporal. What else? What's the time? What's your question? I was just thinking, since Swakilila is still raw, it has to descend at some point, doesn't it? Pick up and Well, it does descend, of course, yeah. Just thinking, because it doesn't seem to fit very well with Vrindavan and the Torah. Dwarkas. Like, how does it fit? I was, just, I was thinking. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. How does the marriage of Radha and Krishna fit with. Well, they, they, they look at it probably as an independent reality of, of Vrindavan. That. Hmm. That. And Krishna manifests, perhaps they look at it in Dwarka and Matura in other forms. It has those leelas. But I'm not a real student of either the Balava Sampradaya or the Nimbarka Sampradaya or any other Sampradaya. <laughs> I know a little bit here and there enough to know that we're different and you know, we have our perspective. I know a fair amount, but some of the details of their perspectives, it's never interested me to pursue them and ask those, 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 those kind of questions. But, uh, yeah, they're a little, little different. Mm. We have some differences, and we sing every morning, Sanaka uh, Sanatana, Barnita Charite. The Kumaras, that's the Kumara Sampradaya, they're glorifying Radha. Mm. And in the, what's that book? The, um, no, the uh, there they're mentioned there too. Yeah, the um, oh, there's a book, Sanat Kumar Kumar Samhita, the Sanat Kumar Samhita. Some of our Siddhanta's there about Gopi Bhav, and it's found there. Hmm. So the Kumaras are special. These are the Kumaras who went to Vaikuntha. You see. It was something they got something else somewhere along. They got from Mahasan Karshan. They got some even further insights, it appears. So, yes, Marsh. They made, I mean, they got a little boost from being Brahma bodies to, to Vaishnavas when they got to their country. And they got mm-hmm. further boost. Mm-hmm. Well, also, um, yeah, that's true. We also say that uh, we also have a perspective that that Nimbarka, who is a prominent figure like Madhva, Ramanuja, you see the four sampradayas are the Brahma sampradaya, Shiva sampradaya, the Kumar sampradaya, and the Lakshmi sampradaya. And then they have prominent of this world um, representatives that actually articulate in a doctrine. So, then we, we refer to them, Ramanuja, Brahma, um, the, the Mad, Madhva, um, Sri Sampradaya, Lakshmi Sampradaya, Ramanuja, the Kumaras, uh, Nimbarka Sampradaya, uh, Vishnu Swami, the Shiva, the, 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 the uh, Rudra, Shiva Sampradaya. Hmm. So they, 
articulated the metaphysic and you know, wrote whatever commentaries on the Vedanta Sutras and so forth. Um, so they founded kind of in this world the Sampradayas and they're in, in, in stemming from these kind of beyond human you know, sources, Brahma, Shiva, Lakshmi, Kumaras. So, um, were you asking me? Or in the Barca, so 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 we we say that, well, there's a prominent member of the of the um, Shiva Sampradaya in the form of Bala who had contact with Mahaprabhu, hmm. and we also say that there's a prominent member, an incarnation of Nimbarka in the form of Keshava Kashmiri. Hmm who met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Nadia, was blessed by him there. It's a pundit that he defeated and blessed him. So some Gaudias argue that this is Nimbarka's contact with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who hmm. was really the, you know, Krishna, the one giving the full dispensation of the Brajlila and so forth. So to bring Chaitanya Mahaprabhu into the, into the picture. Balava also got a mantra from Gadadhar. Yes, that's also there. Radha Krishna is said for the for, for the worship of Radha Krishna. So Gopal mantra, mm, Kam Gayatri. Mm. Yeah, from Chaitanya Charitamrita. That's the perspective. Mm. Balava got this, this. This this he was influenced by this, and Gadadhar pundit in Puri. is in the mood of Rukmini hmm, when he gives that. Hmm. And Rukmini is is the expansion of Chandravali, the second most prominent gopi next to Radha in Vrindavan. Hmm. And Balaba's son is thought to be an incarnation of Chandravali. So that's a different... We don't follow Chandravali. She's a... She, she's has some bog, some bog ichamai. She she's a competitor of Radha. I mean, some bog means union, that direct union with Krishna. We attach ourselves to the Radha's friends to support Radha and, and come in touch with her Baba rather than having a direct relationship with Krishna. So the, so it's a different, slightly different. Uh, Perspective within the Brajlila coming from them. So let's stop there. Shri Shri Gauri Vaishnav Guru Paramparaki Jai. Gaur Nitinanda Ki Jai. Gaur Bhaktavrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanande.